You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we have a cool interview with Tessa Mack. If you haven't heard of her, you can check her out. I'll put the link in the show notes. I believe it is datedemo.com. What she does is mock dates. So that means that if you want to learn how to get better at dates and be better on a date so you can get a second date, she will go on a date with you. Okay. And this can happen completely virtual. She'll do it over Skype or FaceTime or wherever. And she will do a date with you and point out your errors and what you're doing wrong so you can get better at dates. And so on this episode, we dive fully into all the things first date. So meaning all of her things that let guys know that they're not doing a good job, all the things that they are doing a good job on and pinpointing all the little errors that guys are making. And she lists them out. And she even gives a handful of techniques that make it better for you so you can have better first dates that are more interesting, that are more comfortable, and that allow the woman to get to know you, but also do it in a way where she can become attracted to you. So we go over everything with the first date. She is a joy to talk to because she's got really a lot of good energy and great information on how to kill it on the first date. The interview speaks for itself. So why don't we just hop in right now? Here's my interview with Tessa Mack talking about first dates. Tessa Mack, how's it going? It's going so well. How are you? I'm doing well. Why don't you tell our guests how you found me? This will be interesting. So I basically typed in dating for men on... Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts. And it was literally the first one that popped up. And I was like, wow, I'd love to be on this podcast. And I just followed Trip, and I w- went to sleep. And the next morning, I got invited. I was like, yes. There you go. Well, you had a very interesting Instagram profile. And I thought, this is interesting. This woman does mock dates. And I know that that's a thing. But you don't hear about that too much. And there's no company that specializes in that. So I thought it'd be really fun to have you on the podcast, talk about this and help guys with these dates. So maybe you can give us a little introduction or a background into how you got into this and how it all started. Yeah, of course. So basically, I can't actually take credit for the idea. It was truly brought to me by clients, by friends over the last few years, so many people just kept coming up to me. I'm a dating coach typically, or I was, and they kept coming up to me and saying, Hey, Tessa, can we go on a practice date? Can we go on a practice date? And it was almost like the universe just handed me this golden egg. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to make this a thing because I looked on the internet and I honestly didn't really find much. It's not a thing as much as it should be. And I'm like, why does this not exist? So I went ahead and made it. That's awesome. That is so cool. So you help guys with having amazing dates. That's right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So let's talk about your personal life for a second. How many bad dates have you been on? I've been on a mix. I've definitely had a lot of interesting dates as well, but I've definitely had some bad dates. I had a bad date the other day, for sure. What happened? This is actually something that comes up a lot in practice dates. The thing that really happened was the guy was, he spent the entire time walking on eggshells, afraid that he was going to offend me. 
And so I could tell that really took a toll on his ability to sort of show up and be confident because he was always afraid of offending me. Yeah. What does that say about a guy to you? Like, what are you feeling? What are you thinking about a man when he's acting in that way? Um, I think part of it is a society piece. And so I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. And I am all about the feminist movement and all this stuff. But I think that one negative effect of it is that it's caused a lot of the sort of nicer guys who aren't doing all those horrible things to get really, really paranoid. And so I think there's that. But how I feel about it is it just energetically, I'm not sold on the person. I'm like, I'm not buying this product, basically. If you're not sold on it, then why would I kind of thing? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, right? It's like, why do you want me to like you if you don't even seem to like yourself? Exactly. Or just being so afraid to share their truth. And just if I ask a question, having them just so afraid to respond in a way or just not to interrupt me. I think I actually interrupted him more than he interrupted me. So I was the one, if anything, because he was just so afraid the whole time to make sure he was in perfect form doing all the right things. Interesting. So do you have something specific to that that you help guys with? Like, is there something you tell guys to? help them with that problem specifically? With that problem specifically, I think it's getting them... It's honestly just practice as the practice dating is. Like, I think once you just get comfortable going on dates, because a lot of people don't go on that many dates. And that's another thing is that, you know, someone who hasn't been on a date in a year, they're going to freak out and they're just hearing all this stuff on the news or whatever it is. And then they show up and they don't know what to say. And it's just having that repetition and going on these practice dates and just Having conversations with people, I know that sounds really simple. It's almost, I almost was judging myself of this being too simple, but I really think it's just having someone call you out on it, which doesn't you know, usually happen on a date. So getting called out on it and being aware of it, and then being able to sort of apply that in action steps moving forward with more conversations and more dates. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let's just dive into it. So when you're on a date... Well, actually, before we dive into the actual specific dates that you help guys with, do you have any formulas or techniques or general things about how a guy can succeed on a date? So without even doing a mock date, what's the advice you tell guys to have dates that turn into second dates? Yeah, for sure. I think that... A lot of it has to do with sort of priming and sort of getting yourself in a really good headspace. And this sounds a bit weird, but doing um, breathing exercises before a date and really calming yourself down and actually coming from a place of gratitude and just knowing you're going to show up and you're going to have this amazing time. I think the thing that people forget is dating should be fun and they get caught in their heads. So just anything that gets people out of their heads and allows them to actually just enjoy having a date. I think that a lot of us today forget that dating is actually a fun thing and not this headache. Other things are that help them sort of prepare for dates or to have a good date. It's just to, yeah, just to be prepared. So what that could look like is having some questions prepared so that if it gets a little awkward, you can just randomly change the subject. And if you, you know, hit something good, that's totally fine. It doesn't matter if you just completely do a 180. Or also having sort of a story bank. So what that means is having sort of a collection of stories that you're really comfortable with that you could just whip out of your pocket at any given moment and share with somebody. 
in different topics. So like some could be more funny, some could be like about your childhood pet, some could be about a moment in your life that really turned everything around. It's just like different levels of depth and just having a few really solid stories and a few really solid questions in your back pocket. What kind of questions do you think are, are great questions to ask? I think that a really great question or that I love asking that people actually compliment me and have complimented clients about is instead of saying, what do you do with your life? Because sometimes if someone doesn't like their job or something like that, it could go in an insecure direction. And I'm sure you'll find out about it anyway. But asking someone, what's the most fun thing about your life is a really great question because whatever the answer is, is something that they're excited about. And people seem to really... Their confidence on dates, I think what I've observed in practice dating and real dating really depends on the topic they're speaking about. So if it's something they enjoy, something they're passionate about, that makes them really light up. And just anything that kind of allows you to go a bit below the surface level. So, you know, not something like, oh, do you like the beach? You know, something like that would not be the best question. But saying something like, you could give this chapter of your life a title, what would you call it and why? And then that leads to a really interesting conversation. And from there, you can then piggyback off topics that come up in that answer. And it's like, oh, that happened to me too. And you can share your experiences and then it just flows. That's great. No, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. What's the, what was it? What was the question? What's the most fun thing about your life? Yeah. Well, you know, what's fun about your life instead of what do you do with your life or what do you do? Right. You know, what's interesting is I bet a lot of people have a hard time answering that question. Really? I think so. I think that's a great thing to ask on a date. But I always tell guys, if you're going to ask a great question like that one, you better get ready to answer it back. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. You So anything, any of these questions that I'm suggesting, you need to also know the answer to for sure. Right. So like, what, what do you help guys? If guy says like, that's a great question to use. Thanks, Tessa. I don't know what's fun in my life. Like I go to work, I come home, I watch TV, go to bed, wake up, I do it again. I have some hobbies I do on the weekend. Like, what would you help a guy? How, how would you help a guy answer that? I would say so. That's that is a point I was going to bring up. If someone's life isn't fun at all, <laughs> then then you better get on it. Yeah, you're like, first of all, should I be on a date with you? Just kidding, kind of. But basically, you should then kind of pry a little bit and be like, hey, so what would you like to be doing with your life? You know, what do you hope to change about your life in the next year or so that could make this more fun? Or like, say you were another thing is people like to measure things. So you could say. You know, on a scale from one to 10, like how fun would you say your life is now? And they'll say, you know, a two. And you're like, okay, so what is something you could do in the next month that could raise that to a four? And then it kind of gets their brains thinking and just it just becomes a sort of co-creation where you're working together and trying to figure something fun out. And then then they get excited about that and just makes it, yeah, you just basically kind of go off of that. And then if it's not going well again, you can just change the subject like randomly. You really can. And just, you know, say something like, you know, what's something you're extremely proud of that you've done or experienced or accomplished in your life and why? I think the why is super important in these questions because that's where the interesting part is. The magic is sort of in the details as opposed to the actual question. Yeah. No, totally. It's so it's so interesting too, is that we look at our lives 
and we we think we don't have interesting things going on, but I would actually I would challenge a lot of people and I think a lot of people do have interesting things happening. Like you don't have to have the craziest thing ever going on in your life. Like it can be something simple, right? It can be something that they're just excited about or something that they're doing that's a side project or a side hustle or a hobby that they're really into or something interesting they did with their friends recently. Like it doesn't have to be reaching for the stars here, right? Exactly. I think that's actually one of if I had to say what is the top limiting belief that a guy has on a date, it is I'm not interesting enough. And they have all the stuff that they do in their lives and they're usually really immersed in it. Unless you're like some bum who literally does nothing, then I can't help you, I guess. <laughs> but basically, like a lot of people, they're so immersed in what they're doing that they forget from the outside perspective that that's interesting. And furthermore, they might they might assume what they're doing is geeky or weird or something like that, and that maybe a girl would just be horrified to hear about that. And so a lot of people actually have a fear of sharing their life with the girl or me or whoever. Like for instance, on a practice date the other day, there was this guy who literally lives on this like island off of Canada and like has a chocolate factory. He literally bought a chocolate factory and is creating this whole community. It's like the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he was afraid. He was afraid that to a potential partner that might be weird. I was like, that's so cool. Oh my! If I, if that was happening to me, I would be so pumped to say that to a girl on a date. Right? Because I know that they'd be like, that's awesome. I know. I was like, that's literally the coolest thing I've heard all week. What are you talking about? Like, I think that the right person would be so on board with that. It's like, you don't even have to sell it to me. I invited myself to visit without even him asking. So... (laughs) Wow, that is awesome. What's something that's even simpler that you think a guy can say that's not even as crazy as... Right. Creating a chocolate factory on a on a, an island. Yeah, no, like um it's just a, it's honestly about the enthusiasm. I think the enthusiasm is what makes someone interesting. There's also the, you know, be interested rather than try to be interesting, but I think the other way to be interesting is to actually just be really enthusiastic about what you do. Like if you like if you're literally a video game designer and you're like, oh, girls are not into this and you're just so into like all the animations and all the cool stuff, or if you just read a lot and you have a lot of wisdom from that, it's like it could literally be reading or listening to awesome podcasts. And just because in doing that, you're, uh, you're soaking in so much cool information that you can share with other people. And anything you can share that you're really into, I don't know, personally, when someone's really into something, I get really into it. That's actually like something I really look for in other people that I like to surround myself with. It's just being really obsessed with what they're doing. Yeah. No, it's interesting too, is there's this thing called the the law of state transfer. And it's this idea that when you're excited about something and when you're, you know, whatever you're feeling, basically, you can get the person around you to feel. So it's like you ever walk into a room and everyone's really sad, all of a sudden you feel sad. Why is that? Something happens there where you start to take on the energy of the other person. Or you walk into a room and everyone's like, yeah, you know, everyone's excited and partying. You start to feel excited. And even when you're talking to one person, they're feeling their energy, you'll pick up on that. So if you're excited about something, even though it may sound lame to you, but the energy you put behind something actually can make a big deal and it can make the other person have a good time. That's why 
Tessa, I don't, you probably haven't dug too far into my stuff, but I have this concept called entertainment where when you are on a date or if you meet a girl and you're talking to her, you know, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you're entertaining yourself yes. in the interaction versus entertaining her. Do you connect with that? Oh my God, I agree with that so much. I've always said to people, like, I'm here to make myself laugh, you know? Because it's like, if you don't yeah, think you're funny, if you don't think you're entertaining, how could anyone else? It's like, you need to bring the atmosphere that you want to be in. Because I don't want to live my life that way anyways. I don't know. I have no control over other people and I always want to have a great time. So if the person you know, is not having a good time around me, like that sucks. So I'm going to make my own fun all the time as much as I can. And that actually makes a woman more attracted to you because she's having a good time around you. And it shows a lot of confidence too. Yes, I totally agree. It's like you need to... It's like be your own fun and bring the atmosphere. And just if someone around you is just this shining light, it's going to lift you up as well. Like I, I feel like all my tips, I don't want to sound like some hippie, but I'm like, it's truly this energy thing of just coming into a place feeling prepared, showing up, bringing that atmosphere that you want to actually be in and just having an amazing time. Like, Why do people think dates are this horrible headache? And I think that a lot of pressure is put on to people to act a certain way and be a certain way. But if you really are just enjoying yourself and that's the only thing you worry about, I think you're going to do pretty well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, okay. So let's imagine now you're on the date, a mock date with a guy. What are the mistakes you see the most? Like, what do you seem to be pointing out the most where you're telling a guy, don't do that? No, that's not good. Let's change that. Okay. See what you did there? Let's not do that again. Like, where do you see yourself coming in and, and, and tweaking and helping guys? The most, yeah, for sure. And just just to be clear, we do uh, we all make feedback forms. Me and my ladies at Date Demo, the practice dating company, we fill out a feedback form after the dates. So they don't have to have that in the middle. They can just have a regular date. But um, I'd say, I'd say the things that truly come off the most are, as I said, number one, being afraid to offend people, being afraid to be creepy, not coming prepared with questions or stories, and. Also, I think a lot of th- a lot of people's confidence fades when they're talking about stuff they're insecure about, which is kind of duh. But basically, like the depending on the topic they're talking about, you can literally see it in the body language of the person shifting. And people also feeling like they need to explain themselves or justify themselves. So like if they're about to tell me something they're interested in, they might prime me by and sort of knocking it down so that I don't think it's that cool. And then they tell me what it is. And I realize that they just kind of sabotage themselves because they were afraid that I might judge them or I might think it's stupid or think it's weird. And um, yeah, that's a big one. And just being so critical of ourselves. I think people really spend a lot of time in their heads on dates as opposed to being present with a person across from them. And so they just spend all this time criticizing themselves and hating themselves. And that really shows up in their body language, in their eye contact, in the way they deliver the information where they don't even allow the person to be excited about it because they already throw them, they rip the rug out from under themselves before you can even respond. You know what's interesting about that too, that guys have to realize? The whole point of the date is to see if this woman is a good match for you. That's the whole point. So if you're constantly questioning yourself or you're saying things that you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that or whatever it is, 
and you're just not confident about who you are, you're never going to get out the real you. So it's almost like a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like you be you and do you. And if the other woman doesn't like it, then who cares? Just, oh like, my that's, God. That's the whole point. Yes. Thank you for saying this. This is, I think, something I really preach to people is basically guys, they show up on dates and they're on defense the whole time. They are basically assuming that they need to sell themselves to the other person and they just assume the other person is amazing and spectacular. And like it's like the, the girl's already been won over before she even has a chance to be herself. And I think a lot of guys, because of the online dating space and how just there's this whole confidence issue going on in this in society that they feel like they're the ones who has, who have to prove themselves, but they actually need to be thinking about, is this person right for me? Like, what do I like about them? I have so many clients who go on dates and I ask them, like, could you describe your date in three adjectives? Like, what, were they boring? Were they nice? Were they fun? And a lot of times they're like, I don't know. And I that's knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And it's like, do you have gonna, an they opinion? Weren't, they, they weren't paying attention. Were they not even paying attention? Yeah. Well, it's, they weren't paying attention because they were in their own way, stuck in their head, focused on being right. perfect for this person who, for all they know, could be a completely horrible match for them. Is that they're, not, you know, they're not in this space of confidence where they feel like they have something to offer someone and they need to prove themselves, prove themselves, prove themselves. And the girl just has to sit there and she's accepted. Right. I, I, I tell guys, you're acting like you're interviewing for a job when it should be you're the one who is... You're the one who's hiring, basically. You're not the one interviewing. You're the one who's hiring. You go into a date saying, okay, I want to see if this girl is good enough to hang out with me again. Not what can I do to be so awesome that she'll pick me. It's like, you got to flip that script there. Yes. Thank you. I'm so like over the moon you said this. I think that is maybe... That's another huge, huge thing that people... It's like they don't even have the ability to form an opinion about the other person. And I think it's so important because if you're going to be with one person, you know they better be really awesome and they need to be good for your life as well. So, And also when you let go of that control of overthinking and being in your own head... Then you can just be yourself and have the time to actually take in what the other person is sharing with you. And that's so important. Right. Totally. Okay. So what else? What else are you seeing that guys do where they're making mistakes on dates? Another place that guys are making mistakes on dates. And so some of this is Zoom dates, but I think grooming is really important in aesthetics. So I know that, you know, there's COVID and there's a lot of there's a lot of Zoom dates going on as well. And I think people, they'll have like a super messy room. They will not, they'll be wearing a hoodie. Just little things like that where they think, oh, because it's a Zoom date, it doesn't matter. But it actually shows a lot about your life and sort of where you're at. So you kind of need to have a nice space. I know that might be a little nitpicky, but I think it really does show. And if that's the only thing you can tell on a Zoom date, which the practice dates are on Zoom. That's something that's a really big deal that a lot of people, I think, or guys don't think about, if that makes sense. Pay attention to those details. Yeah, for sure. Okay, got it. What about when guys are doing something really good and you're like, oh, that was great. Like, yeah, do that. Do that. Make sure you do that on a date or, or something where you give them praise. Yeah, no. So I think that... When guys, it's like when they light up, when they're confident, they're just, it's like they're hold their shoulders. They get up, they start sitting upright. They start looking at the camera. There's 
or on a real date as well. And then just being, just literally just talking about your life and the, and actually saying the true thing as opposed to what you think someone should say. And then, and then you get into that amazing flow of conversation and it's easy. And, you know, thanking someone for sharing a story about themselves and just being truly open and accepting to what the person has to say and allowing them to share that truth without judging them is, I think, something that's gone really well for people. And just no matter what it is, just holding the space for that and being really accepting and being real and really good at listening, just being present is a big one that people are doing super well. Yeah, it's hard to do for guys. Yeah. They get really in their head. They get nervous. I know. It's so sad. So these guys, they're, they're paying you to do mock dates with them. So they're paying you to, to try and do a date with you to see how well they do? Yeah. They, it's basically what it is, is you get to go on a date, whether it's with me or one of the women I've hired. And it's just like a real date. It's on Zoom and you for you know, 20, 40, 60 minutes. And then after the date, so yeah, it's just a totally like a normal date, just like a first date you would go on at a restaurant or whatever. You have that same type of conversation. But then afterwards, you're given a feedback form, like a really in-depth, customized analysis of what you did really well and also what you could do to improve so that it gives people, yeah, the stuff that they did well, they can actually do more of. And then also the stuff they can improve on in a way that's not you know, criticizing them, but rather giving them constructive feedback so that they can actually show up on a real date and work on that stuff and enjoy themselves. And that also, if you go on more than one practice date, it's like you can actually have the metrics measured of how you're improving and also seeing what different women think about you. And it's really important, I think, to see that when you're perceived by all these women and you actually have these really beautiful things about yourself that are coming across over and over again, that actually builds a confidence that's really amazing and really helps people. Yeah, totally, totally. So what else? What else can you say to help guys with dates and how they can just really kill it? What else could I say to help guys really kill it on dates? Honestly, I know I really think doing breathing exercises has really helped my clients. It's um, There's something called box breathing where you, you breathe in, you inhale for five seconds, you hold for five seconds, you exhale for five, you hold for five. So it's like a box. If you do that for like 20 minutes before a date, you feel so peaceful. And also Tony Robbins has this really good priming exercise. Just anything that gets you in that right headspace. Also just anything that keeps you prepared. So having like outfits that you know you want to wear before like the last second and also when you, you know, plan a date, having places you already know you like that you're really excited about and giving someone the choice. So people love to have choices. And so if you give them two choices and they're both places that you're confident about, just places you feel comfortable with, that's a really good thing to do too. Basically anything that eliminates decision-making right before the date. So that because you know they say like Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day, so he didn't have to make that many decisions with his outfits because that like takes up mental... It burns brain calories. So anything that burns brain calories or is a decision you have to make before a date, just get those out of the way and be really prepared, really grounded, and just center yourself. And I think that's the best thing you can do is just the practice, the preparation, everything that happens before the date, just make that an easy flow. So when you show up, you can have fun. I like that. I like that. Cool. Nice. So I'm curious... Do guys ask you a lot 
probably you know, like the title of this podcast. Like, how do I talk to them? Like, what do I say? <laughs> or how do I keep a, how do I keep a conversation going? Do you ever give advice on that? On you know how to be better at conversation in general? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that yeah, I, you know, you can go over just different topics that people like. I th- I really recommend talking about things that are really positive and exciting. So, I mean, you wouldn't go up to someone and say like, what's your biggest childhood trauma? Although I do think it is good to get, you know, more deep and emotional and get comfortable having those emotional conversations and just having, yeah, preparing yourself, having like different topics that you know you want to ask her about. Like if you, if she has an online dating profile, like reading what she does and asking interesting questions that are maybe about the same topic that everyone else would be asking about, but doing it in a different way. For example, another, like, instead of saying, you know, if she's a stylist, instead of saying, you know, what's, you know, something you could ask is, what's something about being a stylist that most people don't know? So it's basically like an old dog with a new twig, twig, trick and twist at the same time. And just basically asking yourself, what is the thing that this girl probably gets asked about the most? And that you won't have to think too much to know what that is because it's the thing that'll pop in your head the most or the compliment that she gets the most. And in either ask something different or if it is about that thing, do it in this fun, different way so that it's an interesting experience. And also, I think people really enjoy being asked about their life in these ways that allow them to... That invite them to share things that are personal about themselves. That it's basically like handing someone a free pass to talk about something that they wouldn't usually, they'd usually be sitting there like hoping to talk about or, you know what I mean? Those kind of questions where you're like, oh, I wish I would love to talk about this, but I need to get invited to kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's a really great type of thing to do. So you're just saying just talk about them. Yeah. Like I think it's really, it's really about inviting people to share things that are positive about themselves that are also a little bit more personal than surface level that actually get into those deeper conversations. Like, what are your favorite things about yourself? Like, if someone asks you that, you know, or something, you know what I mean? Just, or what do you do? But more importantly, why do you do it? You know, just anything that goes, ask that why question that goes a little bit deeper and invites them to share something interesting and positive that makes them feel good because that's what I've learned from these practice dates because is that people, depending on the topic, it really, their whole body shifts. And I think just having questions that people want to talk about and just being really interested in them and being there for it and just taking in that information is so powerful. It basically sounds to me that your whole outlook here on dates is Try to have a good time. Yeah. So basically, the reason that I I guess it became so clear to me that dating is supposed to be fun and why that's sort of just the core, that's like the heart of my business is because a few years ago on my birthday, I was at lunch in LA with my mom and my grandma, who is now 98. So I think she was about 96 at the time. And I wore this really boring black shirt, jeans. I usually dress like a rock star. I feel like I'm Mick Jagger in the 70s or something. And I knew I knew my mom would get mad. So I just wore a boring outfit to please her because it was annoying. And my grandma shows up in this silver metallic leather outfit in like jewels, crystals on her sneakers, like all of it. And I was like, well, never mind. I guess I could have dressed crazy. But basically, we sat down and this woman comes up to her who's about 30 
And she's like, I know this sounds weird, but um, would you mind if I if I could ask you some advice? Like, I really would, you seem like someone who would give really good advice. And my grandma's like, yeah, of course. And so this woman was, she goes, I have this date tonight and I'm really nervous and I don't know what to do. Do you have, what should I do? What do you have advice for me? And my grandma just genuinely looked so confused and looked at the woman and was like, why would you even go if it's not fun? Enjoy it. And for some reason at that moment, it just like nailed it into my heart. I was like, wow, that is so profound. It's so simple, but it's so profound. And just, I think from that moment, that's when I really realized that I think the biggest problem with dating today is that the fun is taking it out of it. It's turned into this transaction. People think they have to put on this show and be this certain way. And they go on dates with people they're not excited about. And they do all this stuff that just stops them from enjoying life and enjoying other people. And then it becomes this chore. And then they don't want to go on more dates, but they do it anyway. And then when you bring that energy into a date, that just kind of shoots yourself in the foot. And it's like, give yourself the opportunity and the chance to actually enjoy it. You know? Oh, love it. Well said. Tessa, well said. I feel like you were, you were uh, making like the soapbox points there. You know, and and you're right, and I completely agree. And I think that's been taken out of it. And I think that people think it's a means to an end when it should just be something that you're enjoying in the moment, and you know, have a little bit of that Buddhist perspective on it. You know, so totally, that's great. Well, Tessa, it was a pleasure interviewing you, talking to you, and just hearing about what you do here. I think it's very unique. I think it's awesome that you're doing it. I think guys should do it. Where can they find you if they want to do some mock dates with you? They can find me at datedemo.com if they want to do some mock dates. And if they want to do coaching, they can find me at tessamac.com. But yeah, Date Demo is my heart and soul. It is the most exciting thing ever. It, you, it does not exist anywhere else. This is truly the only place I've found that has practice dates. And it's amazing. I love it. Guys, check her out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Tessa... I would love to have you back. Maybe talk about another aspect of dating. I think that would be really cool to do that with you. Hell yeah. Let's do it. And yeah, just go from there. Thanks, Tessa. Thanks for being on. Thanks so much. Pleasure. 